there are no rules. No rules. You're listening to Degree Free on the Degree Free Network, where we talk about how to teach yourself, get work, and make money. No degree needed. Here are your hosts, Ryan and Hannah Maruyama. Maruyama. Aloha, guys, and welcome back to Degree Free. We are your hosts, Ryan and Hannah Maruyama. On this podcast, we share fundamentals we've discovered and the mistakes we've made while self-educating, getting work, building businesses, and making money. We'll tell you how to make it happen. No degree needed. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to like and subscribe and leave us a review if you liked last episode or this episode. All right. So if you do want to get all of the information that we talk about in this podcast or previous podcasts, because it's actionable and you think it's going to help you, please check out our website, which is degreefreenetwork.com. And please grab our guide. It is 40 pages of information that is going to help you find a job without a college degree. And you can grab it on the website. Yeah, excellent. And uh, let's get into today's topic. Today, hopefully it's going to be a quick one. We always think it's going to be a quick one. And then it never is. And it never is. But no, <laughs> promise. Uh, promise we're going to try. Are you? <laughs> okay, there I we go. I promise we're going to try. That was realistic of you. And so today's topic we are going to, we're going to be talking about is just being ready to job leap. And so what we mean by that is just be at all times, be ready to look towards the next thing that you're doing. If you're currently in a job and you like the job, just always being prepared to move over to do something else. It's something that we feel like we need to discuss because we see it happen so often. You know, there are a few things, I guess like the why of what we're talking about. Like why, why would we need to tell people to be ready to take this job leap? Right. And it's like, there are a few different reasons. One is like (laughs) kind of the, the, the crappiest one is like people hate their jobs. It happens a lot. Yeah. That's what happens when you choose your life path at 17 years old. Yeah. And there are a lot of people that hate their job. But not only that, there are a lot of people that, there are a lot of people that are, are you know, this is like their third career, quote unquote, and they still hate their job. Well, sometimes too, you can like a job and then something changes about the job and now you hate it. Right. Or something changes about yourself. You know? Yeah. Times change, people change, yeah. things change. No wrong or right, just is. Yeah. yeah. And so the... That's the first group of people, again, people that hate their jobs. They feel stuck. They feel like they're just on this hamster wheel of life every day doing the same thing. Or they just hate, they hate the industry. They hate their coworkers, whatever, whatever the case may be. Um, but they just feel trapped. And because they feel trapped, they're start looking to other things, right? And a lot of people, they don't feel because they've been so focused on their career, because they've been so focused and they thought they were going to stay with that company for so long, they thought they were going to stay in that job for so long, they're not ready to take the leap. Yeah. Um, And then those same people, when they get laid off or fired, they are shocked. And it just just rocks their world because they were just not... They thought... I don't know if people just think that when they get a job, it's going to last forever. But that's just not the way the job market is nowadays. It's so fast and it just changes so rapidly. And especially, I mean, we all learned that too, right? And and when COVID started, which is you can lose your job at a moment's notice. Yep. And, and anybody and everybody is at risk of losing their job almost all the time. 
And it does not help people to pretend that that's not the case. It does not help people to pretend that that's not the case. Um, not that you have to be an alarmist about it, but a lot of people, I think, were really, really surprised when they lost their jobs. You know, even if they worked in industries that no longer had any business. Yeah. And and that's that's huge. You need to be prepared for that kind of thing because it's about your life, you know? Yeah. You got to think about that because your employer won't. With that cohort of people, what we see happen a lot is they start talking like, oh man, maybe I should go back to school. Maybe, Almost immediately. Maybe I should go back to school. It's a knee-jerk reaction. It's like the first thing that you do is it's it's safety that's why it's perceived it's perceived safety that's all they know how and, to do yeah it's perceived safety and it's it's familiar and it's like oh well what do i do? if i want job training if i want to go into a different field if i can't get a job in this field my, this field no longer exists or i just got laid off of this job this job sucked anyway uh or i just quit they're like oh yeah i'll go back to school to get trained into a into a different field when you know, our whole argument is that like, that's not, that's not the case. Like job, like job training and college are two vastly different things. And, you know, if you're prepared before you don't, you won't have that knee jerk reaction. Yeah. Or if you do have that knee jerk reaction, you can calm down and be like, okay, well, I had a plan. Yeah. I have a plan. See what else I can do first. Right. There, there, there are other things to do. We saw that a lot here uh, in Hawaii when, when that happened was people who, what I heard, uh, because of the industry I was working in at the time, I heard people who had like marketing degrees or they had hospitality degrees or um, they had business degrees. And then they're all like, oh, I'm going to go get my MBA. Why would you do that? You don't, don't do that. You, you clearly, clearly your job doesn't exist. And going to buy a more expensive degree is not going to make that job exist anymore. It just means you're going to spend money to try to apply for the same type of job that now no longer exists. And it was because they were so crystallized into this way of thinking that that's the only way that they can change lanes. They can't just learn a new skill. They can't just teach themselves something else and then apply for something in the same field with just a slightly different added skill. You know, like they, you know, somebody with a marketing degree doesn't didn't just go learn and get a social media management certification or something like that or learn Google ads. Instead, they're like, oh, I'm going to go get an MBA. Uh, maybe this is better because one, this is free and that's a really good idea. So try this first and see if you can apply within that field and get a job. Um, but a lot of people, I think, think a lot of people believe, and I think maybe colleges imply this, but that they're going to only have like one or two jobs and they're going to stay in the same field because they have a degree, but that's just not the case for a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. And um, we kind of talked about it before, but like the days of you, so I used to work, I mean, I've had many jobs, um, but that's one thing I will say, so Gen X, which is the generation before, uh, I don't know, it's, they're older than us, but they said that, uh, they said that on average they have six career changes in their lives. And I was, I read that statistic and then I looked at my resume. I was like, geez, I got like 12 on here, like already, you know, and I'm not even 30 years old yet. And I think for a lot of millennials and, and people younger than us, that's the case. Yeah, we but is that, bounce around. so when they say career changes, is that, is that job change? Like, do they count? Like, didn't define at career. What, at what, yeah. At what, at what point do they start? At what point do they start counting careers? Versus job. Right. Versus job. Know. Yeah. Because then like, so uh, I mean, I used to sell lemonade or whatever, you know what I mean? I didn't, but you know what I mean? Like, is that a, right. is and that now a, I work uh, at a, and not, and, well, place. and now I, 
deliver newspapers and right. then and then and then after that i dunk fries and like i don't know you know what but I mean? I is that a job or is that a career six changes though yeah let's go for that six yeah. changes you know so, so anyway um you know is, is career after it like i wonder if career is after a certain like once you get established in your career and then you have multiple job changes after that. Are those careers now? Hmm. You know what I mean? So like, okay. So like for me, example, for me, uh, for example, like after college, I went and I got a consumer credit underwriting job. It was my job to, uh, my job to approve and deny consumer credit loans, you know? Um, okay. Freaking hated that job. That job sucked. And then, so I quit. And then I went back to bartending. I mean, I was always bartending, but then I went back to it full time. Right. So is that, is that, does a, is that, that count a, as three or is that a, two? Uh, is that a career change or is that a job change? Mm. Right. So anyway, I, just this depends on how career is defined. Yeah. I understand the essence of what you're trying to, the point that you're trying to make. But, um, but anyway, so the days of people having one job are, are pretty much over forever. Like, so to to that point of the older generations. I remember when I got that first job, I remember I looked around and I mean, I was in the cubicles. There wasn't, I mean, it was a big campus and it was big freaking like no windows open the floor. And we just had those office cubicle stand up things, no privacy. But in my department, like other than I was the youngest person by like 10 years. Um, and then that person was the youngest person by like four years. And then after that though, we were, it was like 20 years above them. So it was like crazy. Anyway, um, that goes to show, well, that I just, I, I, I did that quick demographics because everybody other than the first two people there, they had been there for, one of them had been there for 40 years already. That's wild. Yeah. The manager, she was, she's going on, she, at the time she was going on 20 something The the assistant manager, he was going on, you know, I don't know, 15, you know, 19, whatever. And then the people that, then, then the underwriters, uh, my coworkers, they had been in the same job or at least in that, in that bank for, you know, 20 years or something like that. And it's just like, that was their job. Like that's the job. And they're not moving, you know, I'm pretty sure that they're still there to this day. And I think that those days are, they're vast, they're quickly going away. The job, the job landscape is constantly changing, constantly changing. People's jobs get eliminated super quickly and the new jobs come online almost immediately. Overnight. Right. It happens so fast. Right. Exactly. Overnight. Um, it's technology too. Yeah. That's what, that's what it is. The, everything's faster and people just, I don't think, um, the colleges definitely don't know that <laughs> like, because they do hardly anything differently. And, um, because of that college graduates are not equipped with that information. They do not know that they go out into the job market and they see stuff change so fast and no one prepared them for that. No one prepared them. They had and no idea. This is a little side note. This isn't really, this isn't really the main point that we're talking about, but like also those people that are still working in those jobs. And I've talked about this before, but like if you didn't get promoted, you're just getting your standard inflation, inflation, uh, raise every year, you know, the 3% every year, which now does not, which now 
which is which, meaningless. Which now, yeah, which which now you're you're not even you're not even you're not even outpacing inflation. Yeah. So if you're on, getting a if you're getting an inflation raise of three percent, you need to talk to them because it's not accurate anymore. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that said, we don't know what it is now, so who knows? Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we can only go by what they what they we can say. Only guess. Yeah. Right. Five percent. But anyway. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Um. That's for another time. But uh, so I guess the biggest thing here. So those are the different types of people, and I think the first thing that the first thing that needs to be addressed when talking about getting ready to job leap or being ready to job leap rather is just changing your mindset, changing your approach to these things, um, to this in, in particular, which is like, once you get a job, not thinking that this is it, like not to 100%. I'm not saying that you shouldn't enjoy yourself. Not that you shouldn't settle in. I'm not saying that you shouldn't get comfortable just saying that, okay, get the job, learn it, do well, do work, get your resume ready. Yeah. It's not fun. People don't like to hear it because it's work. But the thing is, you know, what's going to be a lot less work is if all of a sudden you're out of a job and you don't have to corral yourself back into that mindset. Just stay, just stay there. Just get comfortable with the fact that you may have to leave or you may have to change your situation. Also, because if you do become uncomfortable or dissatisfied with your situation at some point, like you don't like your team now or uh, you're, they change the change the compensation and you're not happy with that or uh, you they're they're not willing to negotiate or they change benefits or something that's important to you about the job changes and it no longer suits you. It means that when that happens, instead of like everybody else who's at the job who just complains and stays exactly where they are, you're like. I'll leave. I'll find something better. Yeah. And that is really empowering because then you never feel like you are a victim of your work situation because you are in control of your work situation. If you do not like it, do not stay there. And being prepared to do so is really empowering because then you can just go, all right, well, I'll just stay here. And um, while I'm still here, I'm going to be applying for other jobs because I'm going to find something that um, gives me what I'm looking for. Yeah. You can fix your own problems. Right. Another thing that I did want to say too about like getting your resume ready. Okay. So you, you, you get there, do your training, whatever. And then you start to like get your resume ready. One of the tips that, you know, job, you know, recruiters have, um, people that help you find jobs. One of the tips is like, it's actually one of the best things that you can do is right at the beginning changing your resume as soon as you get the job because it's all fresh uh, and it's not a to do. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all fresh while you're still doing it. And so like what it could look like is it could, I mean, a resume is a living document anyway. Uh, it's so you're always constantly making updates to it, but you know, a, a good thing that you could do is you could save, definitely save that job posting that you got hired for, uh, copy and paste it into a word doc, copy and paste it into your, into your resume. I've never done that. That is so smart. Yeah. So you copy and paste it. And then, so there's the, there's each, there's a job requirements or the job qualifications or whatever. And then, so right when you get hired, you can kind of alter that and put it into your resume. And then, all right. Everybody knows that that job requirement, job listing isn't 100% accurate, right? Or, or, or you are going to get a better understanding you're going to go deeper into whatever that line says. And after you do that, 
you know, you're working the job for a month, two months, a year, two years, whatever it is, however long it takes you. Yeah, go back to your resume and then be like, okay, this is what I actually do in this job, right? And then you tailor your resume to specifically what it is you're actually doing. And so get, so first thing is copy and paste the job, the job requirement into a Word doc, save that thing, read it later, put at the very beginning, put a couple of lines into your new, into your new job, into your, into your, your new, uh, input on the, on the resume. And then when you've actually learned your job, when you're proficient at your job, when you're, when you're at the point where you're training other people now go and edit it some more so that it's even better so that it's even more specific. Hmm. But anyway, that's just a, that was just a tip that I got. Um, that's super smart. Yeah. That's a tip that I got a long time ago. Super smart. Yeah. Very, um, very simple too. Super simple. And it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense because like, like, you're like, oh man, I got to write, I got to, I have to like think about what I do. I got I to gotta like write, procrastinate. I got to like write what I got to do. But like, well, at the very beginning, they already wrote what you're going to do. They literally already wrote it. And so just don't work, don't work harder, work smarter. You know what I mean? Copy, paste, put that shit on my resume. There you go. You know what I mean? Done. Exactly. So smart. Um, And then it's a lot easier. They say that that's a lot easier. It's a lot easier to, instead of think back and draw from memory what you've done. Critique what they said and then you know. No, no, no. But I'm saying like once you're in it, instead instead of so, the, the alternative is that you're going to edit your resume after. But then after you, after you've quit the job, now you're a little fuzzy about what it is you used to do, right? So you're a week later after after you lo- you lost your job the next day. Oh man, what did I used to do? And then now you got to think about it. But then if you do it right while you're doing it, oh yeah, this is what I do. I lead a team, lead a team of four on this project management. You know, whatever. Mm. You know. Anyway, that's just a little Smart. A little aside. Yeah. Um. So kind of in a conjunction with you changing your mindset so that you changing your internal thought process of job stability, you also need to realize that the external work stability is not real. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is huge for a lot of people. It's also new information. Work stability at present in the market the way it is now is not a real thing. Uh, people only make their only make their money through job leaps. That's the only way to get significant raises. You can hardly ever get a significant raise exactly where you are because they know your value. They're already paying you your value as far as the market is, has dictated, right? So if you go in and ask for a raise of $20,000, they're going to laugh at you, right? Like they're going to laugh. Most times. Yeah, most it, of the time. It, re- it really de- <laughs> it, it depends. It depends on your job. Like a C-suite executive going, I want 20 grand more. All right. Yeah. All all right, Candace. Sounds good. It depends on it. All right, Michelle. Sounds good. It depends. It depends on your. It it depends on the job. Right. right. And it depends on the leap that you're making within the company. But generally speaking. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know. But for people who are normal people like us, walking into your job and asking for a twenty thousand dollar raise, you're going to get laughed out of the office. They're like, Yeah. mm, No we're no you that's not a thing we're not gonna sorry ryan that's we're not gonna do that sorry hannah we're not gonna do that um so for 
people who so for people who are looking to increase their salary, they have to come to grips with the fact that for most people, you're going to have to move jobs in order to make more money. So you can't get too comfortable if your goal is to increase your income uh, because you have to be willing to go to the next person who's going to offer you more money. And um, not only that, but right now, companies with the age of technology we're in, companies demand the market just changes so fast. It's just so fast. It can Things can happen overnight as we now know. Again, nothing has ever been as clear as COVID where everything overnight has completely changed. And um, so people need to to realize that they have to be looking out for their own interest in this way. And so if their goal is to make money or if their goal is to is to find a job that they like, they they can't depend on on an employer to look out for those interests. They have to. Not so I I didn't want to touch on that on that second point that you brought up, which is like with the te- with changing technology companies are changing as well and your job may be different may not be there may change whatever um maybe downsized your department so that is definitely real happens all the time as you said covid is a perfect example of that literal whole companies wiped out whole departments of massive companies laid off Get out of here. We don't need you anymore. Your job is now at home. Whatever. A little hard to predict. And that's why we say you got to be ready. Okay. What's a little easier to predict, and this is a little bit more nuanced, is that like is analyzing the size of your company, analyzing what it is, what it is that your company does, analyzing how old the company's been, o- been open, how big the company is, things like that. So generally speaking, just generally speaking, the smaller the company, the less work stability you're going to have. And that's just because if it's a small business, very small, one, two, three, less than 10 people, whatever it is, you know, it's really, it's like the owner or a manager and they just have to pay the bills and they're going to do whatever they have to do to pay the bills. And I'm not talking about firing people or anything like that. I'm talking about like creating new revenue streams, right? So whatever that might be. Um, so changing, changing from a profitable industry or changing from a less profitable industry to a more profitable industry, any, something like that. If they're, if they're like, okay, well, they got to keep the doors open. Right. Exactly. So if you work in a chiropractic office or something like that, and you're like, okay, well, this chiropractor, um, sees people every day and like, he's a services business. Right. But he's like, Oh, you know what? I want to make a little bit more money. I realize now that I can only make money when I'm working. I love chiropractic. I love chiropractic, but I like to make a little bit more money. And so he starts doing courses. So he starts doing courses of how to overall stay healthy, keep your back healthier. Um, how to stay out of my office how to stay out of the orthopedist office, how to stay out of the podiatrist office. And he starts making a lot of money that way, right? And you're the receptionist. And now he's hired videographers. He's hired, he's hired, he's hired course consultants. He's hired a digital marketer. And he sees one client, he sees one client a week. Right. He doesn't and need a receptionist anymore. He doesn't need a receptionist anymore. He needs a social media manager. Right. Exactly. Which is where you have two choices pretty much too. If you see yourself, if you see these type of things lining up, which is you adapt or you leave. Right. 
and that's why and, and so uh, anyway i that's just a little aside and that that, that comes example. from right and that just comes from that comes from from us because we are small business owners because you know if we had a dollar for every time that uh, if we had, if we had a dollar for every time that our companies move directions because um and then also also the smaller you are the easier it is for the owners for the managers to change directions right like you're not going to move salesforce is a massive company yeah so funny um, a lot of people are like what <laughs> a lot of people don't know what it is which i didn't before right. you know like why would you it's super it's like super not interesting unless yeah. you unless you know what it is and even then it's still not that interesting right, right? but a lot of people are like you know what this is like uh, is this an mlm i'm like no it's a fortune it's a billion dollar software company like that's what it is yeah you know they're not gonna pivot they're not gonna wholly pivot and just get rid of their CRM business. No, because that's the whole thing yeah, that they do. Right. They're not gonna be, they're not they're not gonna like, okay, I'm gonna st- I'm gonna stop this CRM thing, that's cute, and then do and go into and then go into consultancy. Like, right. That's they're 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 not gonna do that. Yeah. And so um with that you have to be worried about tech, you have to be worried about the, the changing landscape of, of those industries. But like in a small business, it's very that is very, very typical. You you see you see somebody go, Okay, I'm gonna sell products. You know what? Products aren't working. I'm gonna do services, and then all of a sudden, the inventory manager, boom, you're out of here. That no escalated need. a lot too in during COVID, uh, especially here. Uh, and a place I noticed that happened a lot was the restaurants, because they had to, right? So a lot of people they had ser- you know, they had servers. Uh, they had wait staff, but they laid the wait staff off because they were only doing to go orders. So they only have work for like two to two of them. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if it's a family owned restaurant, then they just cut everybody, and it's only the family in the kitchen prepping takeout orders because small businesses, in order to survive, they have to they have to cut cost, especially if they're not making enough to cover the cost. And so a lot of people don't realize, like they think it's, um, they almost get like personally hurt by it, but it's just it's just money, like if the doors close, they can't pay for anything, right? And that's why the only person who's ever going to be as interested in your financial well-being and um, your job is you. And that's why you have to be the one who looks out for, you know, who, yeah. who looks out for your skill set and yeah, your job potential, your income. Like that's on you. You need to look out for that because you're the only one who cares that much about it. Yeah. And that that all goes perfectly into our last point, which is being ready at all times. Yeah. Um, you have to be ready to leave all the time. This again, I think this is, I think this is hard for a lot of people because they think that a company needs to be looking out for them. And the thing is you can look at the world that way and you can choose to not, you can choose to not get prepared. You can choose to be caught off guard. You can choose to just rest and think that you're never going to get laid off, that you're never going to get fired, uh, that you're, they're never going to cut your pay. They're never going to cut your hours. You can choose to live your life like that. What that does, though, is that puts you at the mercy of every decision above you instead of you deciding that you are going to be in control of what happens. And so you can live your life in such a way that you you think it's everyone else's responsibility to worry about how much money you're making. But though it may be more stressful at the beginning because you do have to do some pre-work like we've talked about, if you are ready to go when someone says you have to go you're you're not going to get smacked in the face it's not going to it's not going to rock you as much as it will as if as as if you don't you're not you don't see that coming and it just comes out of the blue and you're shocked you know um financially too financially mentally you'll be more ready if you're ready when when you hear that 
so being ready at all times, it really helps to have a plan before any of this happens, right? What we kind of like to do, we think about the worst case scenarios, right? What if this happens, then what? If this happens, if this, then that, right? And it really helps to write it down. It helps to write it down. Okay, so what if I, what if the company goes under? What if my position gets eliminated? What if I hate my job? What if I don't perform yeah. at work? And then, okay, and then so you write down, write down the plan of attack. Write down, write down what your next steps are for each one of those scenarios. I would imagine that for each of the scenarios that you can think of widely, it's going to be pretty similar. Yeah. It's going to be pretty similar of what you're doing, if not exactly the same, but at least name your fears. Name, mm-hmm. name your fears. Okay. Then what? Okay. This is how I'm going to be ready. How are you going to be ready? You're going to prepare your resume. You're going to have a, a generic cover letter, letter written that you, that your template written. You're going right. to earn, you're going to learn X skill. Exactly. So you're while, make a portfolio while, you're, while you're still employed, you, while you're still employed, you're like, okay, my next job leap, if I have to take a job leap, if I want to take it, you might like your job, right? But you might be like, okay, but if I, if I, if just in case this happens, you know what, I'm going to go and I'm going to learn whatever. I'm going to le- learn, if you're in marketing or something, I'm going to learn the Adobe suite of tools or, you know what I mean? I'm going to learn, I'm going to learn whatever, Salesforce, CRM, I'm going to learn drip, whatever, email marketing, something, anything. And then retool while you're doing it. Or, I mean, that, that's the easiest way to do it. It's probably retool while you're doing it. Because the pressure's not on you. Yeah, because the pressure's not on you and you don't have to like figure it out afterwards. But as long as it's laid out in the plan and you're okay with that. And then like, and then also one of the things too, is that like, it'd be silly to not take into consideration some of your finances as well, mm-hmm. right? So you got to be like, and this goes into personal finance and that goes into, you know, hopefully hopefully this is a, a topic that we're definitely going to get into later l- later on. But, you know, having a- having, Emergency fund. Having an emergency fund. At the risk of sounding like Dave Ramsey. It's super boring. But- And it's super, it's super boring. But if you lose your job- and you have four months of bill and you have, um, let's even be, let's, you know what? Not even four months. You have four weeks. That's enough time for you to figure out or learn whatever you're to learn to get into something else. Yeah. I think four weeks is a little bit less, but that's not the, that's not the point that we're yeah. talking about. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, if you have an emergency fund, it, it just opens up a lot of doors to you. It, it helps you feel like you don't, like you're not backed into a corner, like you're not fighting with your hands tied behind your back because you always make worse your your decisions are worse when they're based in fear yeah and that's why it really helps to name to name these fears um and if you if you have all of that ready i mean if you if you know if you know where your next job is going to be at least the industry or the money or the company or the group of companies whatever like this is what i'm going to do these are this is where i'm going to apply um this is the cert that i'm going to get or this is the skill that i'm going to learn uh, this is, this is how much that I have in the, this is how much I make currently. These are my, these are my monthly expenses. All right. Um, this is, these are my fixed costs. These are my variable costs. This I'm gonna, is my new salary goal. Right. I'm going to, I'm, this is how much I have in savings. Okay. Worst comes to worst. I have four months of, of savings. If I need it, if I need to, I 
by the second month, I, I look at it again, like, shoot, now I'm, now I'm going back to top ramen every day, you know, just to, to drag it out. Cause it's, you know, and at least, at least, you know, now, yeah. at least you've named your fears and they're out there. And this is applicable to anyone. This is, com- this is applicable to any job. I don't care where you work. I don't care. If, I don't care if you're 18 and you, you just started working at Walmart two months ago, you can still do this. Having, having this strategic thought literally helps everybody because you know where you stand, you know where you can go and you know when you have to get there. And that's useful to everybody. I don't care where you're working. Like we said earlier, a lot of people come to the conclusion or the knee-jerk reaction that they need to go back to school. And going back to school is, quote-unquote, it's the easy thing to do. It's It doesn't take creativity. It People are literally going to pay for you to do it. What we, see, what we see happen a lot of times is that, like, I don't have any money, so I, I don't have an emergency fund. I don't. I don't have any income. I need to make money. Can't get a job. Well, I can't get it. I must not be getting a job because I don't have the right education. I don't have the right letters after my name. I don't have that piece of paper, that right piece of paper. So they go back to school because somebody else will pay for it because they can get a loan. And this goes back to all the way back to like 17 years old. Nobody is going to underwrite a loan for you when you have no assets, no, no collateral, no income. Nobody's going to underwrite that loan for you. No other industry is allowed to operate in this area because ethically speaking, it is not a good one. Society has established that ethically we don't do that unless it's for education. And so... And only education from a college. So you're going to be able to go back to school. But you're going to, by borrowing that money, you're going to be, you're grabbing the energy from the future. You're grabbing your future work and you're pulling it to today. And instead of doing that, instead of having that knee jerk reaction, maybe, maybe try some other things first. Maybe have your finances go the other way. Anything else that pays you first. Pays you also thing, you know, we, we talk a lot about it and it's just, it's, we say it's just the money, but it's also the time too, right? Yeah. Like you can go from. You're going to lose years. Yeah. Again. Exactly. Again, a second time. So, or, or, or first time, if that's your, yeah, if, or if, the first if time. that's your knee jerk reaction after you, after you have a career. That's true. And you're like, oh man, I should go back to school. I should go back to school. You're like, or, you know, like, are you like, you didn't finish. That's why, uh, you know what yeah. I mean? Like you didn't, like you didn't finish school. Like, oh, I should go back to school or I, should go, a, or I should go to college. People should know that the success rate for college is, it's almost like a, it's, it's almost like a law of diminishing returns. If you dropped out, the chances of that working out for you get really bad. They get very bad. If you're a dropout, um, the the prospects that you have for for trying to do that again are real bad. Um, the prospects for you coming out on the end of that financially ahead are very low. It's something like 58% of like a 58% failure rate. And by that, I mean, uh, if you go back, if you, if you drop out and then if you go back, that is not going to financially end up benefiting you. It will not. It is, it's because you're digging yourself deeper into a pit. 
you're just digging yourself into a pit and it's it sounds really um it sounds really harsh but it's true those are not good odds if those if that was a bet if you were betting money on on odds like that you wouldn't bet it and you definitely wouldn't take out a loan to to roll those dice you would not it is insane to do that um but because it's packaged as education we're willing to do it and we need to separate the branding of education and that colleges have done and assess them from a financial perspective which is the odds on this aren't good I probably shouldn't spend that money because the odds on this aren't good. Instead of that emotional knee-jerk reaction that Ryan was talking about, which is, I'm unsure and I'm scared. So go back to the familiar thing. Don't do that. Stop and think about it really, really hard before you do that. Yep. And so I think that that's a great place for us to wrap it up for today. Um, Yeah, I think that this is just something that it causes a lot of fear and anxiety in a lot of people. Um... When they, when they start to think about losing their jobs or once they do lose their job and they just don't know where to go, they don't know what to do. And if you're just ready to job leap, if you're ready to leave your job, if you're ready to go to a different company, if you're ready to go to a different industry, if you know how to retool your life, if you know what your finances look like, you can make good decisions, right? And if you plan ahead, it's even easier because it's not emotional. You're not in it. You're not in it trying to make these decisions. Yeah, I think that's. I, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, I. I think. I think that's all we have for today. Thank you, everybody, for watching. If you want more information on how to accomplish these things, on how to get work without going to college or getting a degree or going back to college and getting a degree, please do check out our website. It's got all of our episodes on it. It also has our guide, which will tell you step by step how to interview it has a cover letter has a resume and it's all in a pdf form so you can download it from the website please check it out degreefreenetwork.com and uh also like and subscribe and review if you haven't already yeah absolutely all right guys until next time law